This podcast is brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Yes, it is, mate. We are all done and dusted with the podcast royale now, and we are looking forward to Magic Round. We yeah. are. You know what that means? What does that mean, Josh? It means there's going to be thousands of people in the Caxton car park getting blokes down their throats. Thousands of people getting thousands of blokes down thousands of throats. It's going to be so fucking sick. Do you reckon there's ever been more blokes down blokes' throats? And women's throats as well In one place at one time Absolutely not Guinness, no. Guinness World Records were here They'd be breaking that record And there's not a place that I'd rather get a bloke down my throat Than the Caxton Car Park at Magic Round No, it's the greatest place to get a bloke down your throat So guys, if you want to get a bloke down your throat And you're not going to be at the Caxton Make sure you go to blokeatabar.com Put in your postcode on the store locator And find out where you can get some bloke Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Clutzy, have you heard about the brand new way to make money? No. Do you want to hear about it? Yes, please tell me more. It's a foolproof method. Foolproof? Yeah, foolproof, yeah. Foolproof is the word I'm looking for, method. Uh, It's called going to dominoes.com.au and entering the the code BBB2DL and getting two pizzas and two sides from $25 delivered. Oh, so you're basically getting it for free. You're basically getting it for free. You're basically making money at that price. They're giving it away. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I haven't done it before. It's one of the fucking simplest life hacks I've ever I've ever come across in my life. Uh, do you want to tell the lovely people about their brand new pizza, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh my God, yes I do. The Philly cheesesteak. Now, for those who don't know what a Philly cheesesteak is, it's this glorious thing on a bun usually with uh, a bunch of nicely finely chopped up meat and just uh, capsicum peppers and cheese and Domino's have just gone where we've heard Klutzy talk about Philly cheesesteaks way too many times so we've chucked it on a pizza so the big fella can just keep eating and eating and eating I've seen Klutzy get very very excited over food plenty of times but I've never (laughs) seen him get as excited and as animated as the first time he tried the Philly cheesesteak pizza so if you're out and about this weekend and you need your pizza fix make sure you go to Domino's uh, try the Philly cheesesteak pizza there's a host of codes which are pinned on our Instagram and in our Facebook group to give you a cheeky little discount too uh, plenty of different bundles, so check them out. And thank you to Domino's for supporting the show this week. Bloody brilliant beers. Bloody brilliant beers. Bloody brilliant sport. And welcome back to the Bloody Brilliant Beers podcast brought to you by Bluebet. That's Klutz, I'm Darcy. We the Bloody Brilliant Beers. We started out reviewing craft beers on Facebook and now we bring you the conversation that you wouldn't likely hear from the front bar at your local. Klutzy, where are we, mate? Mate, we're at the Caxton Hotel as always. We're nice and full-filled. Great. We are. We're always full and filled with the caca. We love it. Uh, this is our weekly sports show where, as always, we'd say if you're here for a breakdown of stats and analysis, we'd ask that you kindly fuck off. Kindly fuck off. However, this week is a little bit different, the show. Yes, it is. We've uh, just sat down and had a spectacular chat yep. with uh, Zach Stubbledy Cook, 
who is one of the nation's greatest swimmers. Yeah, one of the nation's greatest blokes as well. Fucking over we've, we've just found out today. Um, an absolute legend. So, yeah, no Jack Cronin today. Instead, we had Zach Stubbity Cook. Uh, uh, he's a gold medal Olympian, which is pretty fucking hectic. It's pretty crazy. Uh, we do get into a lot of things about his career. He's only a young whippersnapper as well at the ripe old age of 24. Um, and he is one of two current Australians that held the, uh, I think, in 2022, held the Commonwealth Games, the Olympic uh, gold medal, as well as the World Championship gold medal. Yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible. And the Pampax as well, I believe, which yep. is just crazy. It's crazy stuff. He's a great bloke. Um, bit of a different chat to our usual sports show, but we hope you enjoy it because we really enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Right, guys, got a special ep here for you. As we explained, uh, we've got one of the nation's best swimmers at the moment in Zach Stubbity Cook. How are you, bro? Pretty good, pretty good. Welcome mate, to the cast, mate. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we've been organising this for a while now, and it's great to have you here. Yeah, it only took you to go full time to, <laughs> to really get on board. Yeah, yeah. So, we're actually to talking to um, Jack Cronin last night. We're like, fuck. Tonight we've got one of the biggest Raiders dribblers of all time sitting on the couch and tomorrow we've got a gold medal Olympius. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a bit of a step up. Uh, but, mate, I was doing a bit of research for the chat. As Klutzy and I do, you know, we're always extremely prepared and uh, obviously very factual um, and well-trusted side in Wikipedia. Yeah. I was doing some reading. I noticed you were born in 1999, which makes me feel incredibly old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Early 1999, stuck in there before 2000. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me feel old when you're on the team and there's like 2004. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. I remember like even, I've got a young sister who was born in 2004 and seeing her senior jersey, I can't remember what year she graduated, but I was like, that that number shouldn't be on the back of a senior yeah. jersey. Um, but I remember speaking of 2000 and uh, Olympics and those sorts of things, being down in Sydney recently and one of our friends mm. from the Budgie Smuggler team saying they were born post-2000. I was like, oh, they missed out on Nikki Webster at the Sydney <laughs> Olympics. So at least you can lay claim uh, to being Do able to witness that. I don't know if you remember it or not. Don't remember it, but it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, exactly. It still counts, thing. 100%. Um, so, mate, you're a Brizzy boy. You've lived in Queensland all your life, then. Southside, Brisbane. Southside, yeah. yeah we no. won't hold that against you. <laughs> yeah. I think the Southside for me is a scary place. Uh, my missus did live in Norman Park for a bit, which I suppose opened my eyes up to there is another part of Brisbane. Yeah, um, it's but hardly scary, Norman Park. <laughs> yeah, no, it's quite, it was actually quite lovely there. Um, so did you go to school down the Southside then? Yeah, I went to Churchy. Uh, nice. Don't hold that against me either. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got some good mates from Churchy, yeah. actually. Shout out to the Milf Hunter. Um, <laughs> He's a great man. But yeah, uh, when did you finish up there? Finished up at Churchy in 2017, did a three-year senior. But yeah. very grateful for that school because it was a great school to go to and a great facility. Like I yeah. trained there for six years and like really set me up and I'm very grateful for that because I don't know if I'd be swimming if I wasn't swimming there. At yeah, right. Um, so yeah, extremely grateful for that because it's fucking sick and like – Going there as well, we always saw like the best of the best in the rugby sphere. We, yeah. Like, yeah, always the All Blacks, always the fucking yeah. That's insane. Which so you guys would so just be sick. at school and the All Blacks are there training. Yeah, yeah. Far seriously, because the facilities are that good. I did not know that. Yeah, oh, I think may or may not have been a shout out to Gary Nusifora, uh, yeah, who some people may know, but I'm fairly sure he had he has a brother that coaches yeah. in the rugby union space, yeah, and he kind of would Pulled bring them in so stuff. the coolest one i think was the british irish lions like i remember being there and like yeah. them dropping shipping containers of gear 
oh. and then just like rocking up, leaving it all, and just going to the next spot. That just is like, so elite. That's ridiculous. Eh? It's so sick to see like that. So yeah. talking about a three-year senior, is that where you do grade 11 and 12 across three years? And was that so you could focus on your training and that sort of stuff? Yeah, so because of the swimming and how busy it was, like in my year 12 year, I think I was there for like, I want to say 14 weeks of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so about half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I missed QCS, I missed all that because I was like overseas in America and yeah. Yeah. Japan and a few other places. But yeah, so I was just like, it was a hectic year those couple of years and like mm. i don't think i would have been on com games the year after school yeah i wasn't doing that yeah i wasn't training full time and i moved over to my coach now like during school which is out of Chandler. so i was like you know commuting three hours a day which yep. was rough in year 12 100 <laughs> percent. and <laughs> how many sessions a week were you doing when you're in grade 12 because i remember the boys at our school who were in the swim team they were all like they legit all would like lose their hair and their eyebrows yeah, and stuff yeah. from the chlorine chlorine was a pretty full-on yeah, I was training 10 swim a week, two gym, and then a couple of other bits and pieces. Far out. Far out. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and just attempting to complete your QCS and all that sort of stuff yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. That's full on, mate. Um, obviously, pretty heavy into your swimming. Was there any other sports you enjoyed when you were younger or, or oh, part- I mean, partaking in? I played a bit of water polo. Yeah. Yeah. As probably just a byproduct of swimming. Yeah. But- and then played a bit of soccer as well, but like was never allowed to really play contact sport because it was all like swimming. It was yeah. all like- Yep. Wrap you up. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that now. But if, if we didn't make <laughs> yeah. it, it would have been a different, different yeah, conversation. Yeah, I actually always remember we did water polo at PE in school, and all the boys in the swim team used to just absolutely tear us up. And yeah. like, I remember even like just for training when we were doing PE, having to like egg beat with my hands out of the water, and I couldn't even keep myself afloat. And there's blokes yeah. with like their whole torso out, like yeah. Yeah, simply not fair. Close. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you weren't really able to play the other sports. At what sort of age did they identify, or did you identify that this could be a thing for you? I mean, in primary school, I like my earliest memory of like national level swimming is like nine years old. I yeah, all the way to Perth for Holy a fifty shit. meter race, which was oh. like at that time for, like forty two seconds. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> six hour fine ride for a forty. Didn't fall off the blocks and get disqualified like Jack Cronin. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a long plane ride home. Not quite. But. <laughs> See, at least if he did, he could say similar to Ian Thorpe because he's actually won a gold medal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jack hasn't. So, yeah. <laughs> how are your cricket bowling figures? <laughs> <laughs> no cricket. No cricket. Yeah. Nah, nah. No, that's sick. Um, so going over as a nine-year-old for nationals, that's insane. Was breaststroke always your stroke? Yeah, typically, and for those that don't have much swimming knowledge, breaststroke is like the stroke that you can't do anything else. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> if you're good at breaststroke, you're fucking terrible at everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that absolutely applies for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> is that just because it doesn't like correlate, yeah. if that makes sense, the stroke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's a different muscle group, different timing. It's weird, like you have to be flexible in your yep. hips and like knees and groin and like freestyle is just like, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, it is what it is. But like, so from nine years old, like I was swimming every stroke, but yeah, competitively I am in breaststroke. Yeah. And then like probably around, I want to say 16, like kind of dropped away from I am. Yeah. And then purely breaststroke, like went from the 100 breaststroke to more the 200 breaststroke focus. Yeah. And now like trying to, even it out a bit more more towards the 100, but we'll see yeah. how that all pans out. Um, but yeah, like always been into breaststroke, always, that's always been my stroke. Yeah, right, because I used to do a little bit of swimming as a younger fella and breaststroke was my most hated stroke <laughs> because every time I do it, I just felt like a weird frog. Yeah. But also like my like knee would start. click. <laughs> yeah. So I'd just be like, 
I don't think this is natural, but um, and then also I think I didn't like it because everyone else is at least twenty meters ahead of me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, big credit to you because it is. It looks so fucking difficult to do. Talking firm, like the clicking is unnatural but normal. Like rest is like. <laughs> Uh, since I've been yeah. doing it for so long, I'll yeah. get out of bed and like my knees will just like hurt, and my hips will hurt. I'm like, fuck. I'm so like they're, twenty four years old. There's, I'm yeah. there's still hope for clutch. Is what <laughs> yeah. we're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck no. Um, talk, <laughs> talking about swimming at like a national level at the age of nine, was that sort of like were you still swimming in your age group, or were you like competing up? And did you ever have to compete swim against the older guys and that sort of thing, or is it all age group based um, going through the ranks? Yeah, age group based until you're about. Like 16 And then yep. from there You're kind of trying to make A senior A junior national team Yep, yep. Um, And once you've Kind of gotten to that point You're like Then you'll start competing open Just to get a feel for it Yep um, So 2016 Rio Olympics trials Was kind of like my first Trials where I was Not competitive But not like Not competitive Yeah, yeah I was okay. like swimming in the opens and Yeah I was like a feel top for it 10 Like yep. I wasn't there but i was like kind of around yeah um yeah. so i was getting a good feel for it um so i was like 17 then yeah and then you know like as you get through you, you kind of you, once you're 18 that's it like yeah you are open racing whoever yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you, pretty you're pretty much like a young queenslander in origin camp like probably not going to get a run at suncorp but yeah. it's just stoked to be in it around the boys <laughs> yeah. for the yeah. weekend yeah yeah Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah 100 uh mate next up we had where are we here um well, I was going to say, was it your first taste of the big time, the heats for the 200-meter breaststroke at, for the 2018 Com Games? But obviously you just spoke that it mm. wasn't your first sort of forte in the um, in the Opens. But how was how were the heats for the Com Games those years? <laughs> that was probably like, well, it, in hindsight, it was like the best thing that ever happened to me, but like the worst thing at that point in time. Like, yeah. mm. So I was a 2.10, two minutes, 10-second swimmer in that race. So I should have been top four. Yep. Maybe top five. Missed the final. I was 2.15 in the heat. Yeah. Fucking bombed in front of like 10,000 people. 10,000 yeah. Aussies like all screaming at me like, yeah, this is a sick first experience on like the senior Australian team. But, you know, I think it made me realise like you have to be a bit more professional about it. Like it was like when you're in the Com Games village or an Olympic village, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like... Like a boarding house, yeah, yeah, but a bunch of fucking adults, a bunch of different sports, yeah. And it's just like it's really fun, and yeah. but it's very high energy, yeah. And if you like dive into that energy or like don't remove yourself from that, sometimes like it's can be a disaster, yeah, yeah. And for me, twenty eighteen was, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I like you know did wanted to do all the things in the village, like there's games rooms, there's activities, you can go get juices, like there's everything you can think of, like. Probably there. Yeah. So, Plenty of distractions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that really eye opened that for me. So, like, yeah, it was like one of the coolest experiences I ever had, but like a pretty shit one. Cause like yep. three months later, I swam at Pampax. Yeah. That was my first international medal as a senior and I was silver. Yeah. Yep. And that silver would have won and broke the Com Games record. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's still faster than I swam at Com Games last year. Yep. So I'm like, yep. fuck. Like, yeah. Com Games for me, like, I was the most nervous before Com Games last year than like ever. Really? Because I was like, I fucked up last time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted redemption. Yeah. Bad, like, yeah. And it was the most I wanted it in a long time. Yeah. So you sort of needed that first one to sort of get a feel for it and blow the cobwebs out a bit. And yeah. it made you realize that you need to 
really sort of sharpen up and yeah. focus for the for the big dance. Were there any like, other sort of sports that might have like uh, when you're in that village scenario that you sort of get caught up with being with them because they got all that extra energy as well? Or do you reckon the swimmers bring the most energy there? Um, I mean, like I guess you keep to your sport a lot, but when yeah. you go into the dining room, that's when you see other people. Yeah, and like I think like seeing like 2018 Tia Toomey was like. Still yeah. competing at like Commonwealth level, yeah. So you see her and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you just like, and then like when you go to the Olympics, it's like you see like the tennis players and you're like, yeah. "These are like proper yeah. famous yeah. people." Like, yeah. yeah, some they have like NBA players and stuff yeah. floating around and stuff yeah. as well. Hey, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, wild. that'd be pretty wild. Is there much like after people's events finish off? Is do they just like let loose in the village, or is there much of that happening? Or uh, they're respectful until like everyone's kind of like the swimmers are finished. So like yeah. Tokyo. The AOC put on drinks for the swim team yep. afterwards in the village because we weren't allowed to leave, <laughs> which was weird. Yeah, as, yeah. Like you're in your building, they like just stay on the floor because we're all on the same floor. And it was like, I mean, like it started at midday and it was over by like 6 p.m. because everyone was like, hadn't drunk in like yeah. and a the year. So <laughs> just like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like everyone was just gone. But yeah, definitely like there's drinks. And I said this to someone recently, like I think the, the people that train the most amount of hours like rowing and swimming generally don't know how to handle alcohol yeah. very well because <laughs> yeah. they don't party at all. And yeah. then just like once a year, it's like all in and yeah. then it's like over very quickly. Yeah. I wonder if they know that like the ASU in the setting, I was like, okay, we've got the swimming on tonight. Should be wrapping up pretty early. Like 6 <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, how was just talking about Tokyo and stuff, how did COVID sort of impact the village? That's something that I was really interested in. I know you're saying staying on the same floor and stuff, but comparing that to other times when you've been in that sort of environment, was the COVID stuff like full on? Honestly, like looking back, I'm like surprised on how we did it. Yeah. Like g- genuinely like, mm. so we had to, we flew into Cairns. Yep. So you guys. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were like about to lock down and we got all got a phone call at like midday. So it all, all made the team already. The team yep. been announced. So we were meant to be home for three and a bit weeks. Yep. And then fly to Cairns for a week and then into Tokyo. So the week in Cairns was our quarantine. Yep. And. What happened was two weeks before that, there was a COVID wave in Queensland and we got a call at like midday, one o'clock. Hey, like we can get you on a flight this afternoon or you can fly from Brisbane in two weeks time straight to Tokyo and have to quarantine at home and train by yourself. And, mm. like, and we were like, Cairns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So we went up to Cairns, Queensland locked down that night. <laughs> we escaped it like as it happened. Um, and then... We went from Cairns and then we had like a week where we were allowed to do whatever, like go out to restaurants, mm. cafes, yep. and then a week of bubble. So yep. I had to go get takeaway coffee, which, and then when we weren't allowed, but we weren't allowed to sit down. Which yep. Yeah. 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 There's so many no like that. Yeah. yeah like, ridiculous. But then in Queensland, it was like, go to the pub and get a beer, but you have to sit down to drink it. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And then when we flew in, like we we're in masks, everything like that. And we had to COVID test every day, which was oh. weird. PCR on arrival. Yep. And then a spit test every day. Yeah. And then give it off. So for the 12 days we were there every day. Um, and if you didn't submit one, you either, you got a warning and then you could get kicked out of the village if you didn't. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the dining hall was like masks, pl- like uh, plexiglass. Really? Between people. So you're in like this little like cubicle. Where Almost like a prison. Like, yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And then, like, gloves as well when you're handling everything. And, like, I think it did make it better because no one got sick. Yeah. Well, not many people got sick. Mm. And even, like, not not just talking about COVID, but, like, 
more broadly, like yeah. viral infections, etc., yeah. which is like pretty typical. Yeah, yeah, when everyone's sort of living together. And yeah, 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 yeah. And then we went from there, and then after we competed, we flew straight home. A few people flew to Europe, and they had to. They were competing, um, but we flew straight home to Darwin <laughs> <laughs> and spent two weeks in quarantine. Which, like in hindsight, that was the that was the weirdest bit. Yeah, like, yeah. It living in basically mining dongers. Yeah, yeah. That would for be two so weeks scary. where we had a line on the bottom of our deck where it's like not allowed to pass this. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that on your oh. Instagram story or something. Yeah, yeah. it was fucking. That that's insane. Weird. So weird. And it? like delivery meals in people in like full scrubs. And now like we just walk around and go, oh, you got COVID. Just yeah. Mask. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Like stay home for two ridiculous. days or something. Yeah. Insane. And we had to fucking quarantine for two weeks. Because the <laughs> Olympics was obviously it was the 2020 Summer Olympics, right? And then they pushed it to. Yeah. It actually happened in 2021. So did that impact like the training? Yeah. Well, one training, but other events and stuff as well. Did that throw your whole timeline yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. So this whole prep. Is still like kind of feeling it. Well, not now, yeah. but well, kind of now. But so to give you like the first part, the training part of the question, like we were the story. Like the, the best story I have is like we were training that morning. We were at Chandler. The pool closed while we were training, so like no one was in there. There's just one lifeguard was left. Everyone got sent home. And then that uh, that coach was like, "Oh, we'll find a tra- place to train for the next morning," because he was like full denial at this point. Yeah. Like it's happening yeah. in July. It's this is like. March yeah yeah and he was like yeah it's happening and like he's like we'll find a place to train the Savo like let us know probably at Maris because he used to coach the Maris coach yeah right and anyway couldn't get into Maris Maris was closed so then he was like go train wherever you can I was at training swimming at uh, Centenary and I get out of the pool and have like five missed phone calls a couple of emails and I click on the Swimming Australia email it's like uh, ScoMo's just announced we're not sending a Team to the Olympics oh. if it's been held this year. Basically, like Australia doesn't support the Olympics. Yeah, um, and we're like, oh, cool, <laughs> sick man, thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. So then we had like, I think eight weeks where we were training from home. Yeah. Not really knowing what was going to happen, and Olympics got postponed. Everything transpired from there, and then like, I guess the timeline after that, like we work in four year cycles, so yeah. you shorten that four year cycle by a year. World Championships got eaten up. Pan yeah. kind of got dissolved. Mm. And then Com Games was like there. So it was stuck there because it was yep. multi-sport. But like our World Championships got cancelled, then put back on in like a two-week period. Yeah. So like the start of last year, Feb last year, we were like preparing for World Champs and then it got cancelled. Like while we're all on event camp, like yeah. the whole yeah. national team was together and everyone was like, what the fuck? And yeah. then by the end of the camp, they were like, Oh, it's back on, but it's in a different location. <laughs> that is so How does that go? Because I imagine you're all literally like peaking in terms of your fitness levels and stuff. And like a two-week thing, surely that just throws everything out of whack. It can, but I mean like you kind of just have to like roll with it. Like, yeah. I think that's mm. what COVID taught us. Like yeah. we had to just like be like whatever. Like yeah. Yeah. let's just keep going, like keep moving forward. I think like – and ultimately like that's made the swim team and teams, Olympic teams more broadly like – Far more resilient mm. to illness and yep. injury, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you say so. I've always seen swimming as like a more of like an individual sport, but you talk a lot about the team there. Um, so, training during that COVID period where you had to do stuff by yourself, did you find that training a bit more difficult? Because it sounds like you guys actually do like a whole lot of stuff together. I mean, we're doing a lot of dry land, like um, yeah, and we did a lot of core dry land lift stuff. Because we got a bit of home gym equipment. 
yeah. that we loaned out. And then we did a bit of that with our gym coach, like on Zoom, which was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. <that was> so, <laughs> so you had like 10 Probably people. Probably easier than being in the pool on Zoom though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had like 10 people on Zoom and you're doing like a core session and everyone's like at different times, hearing at different times. It's just like, man, this is weird. Yeah. Um, but then like I got a Watt bike um, as well. And like I was doing, I don't know if anyone knows what Zwift is, but like you can link up with like people from around the world. You yep. can do it with running or cycling. Yeah. And you just like, you can do like Tour de France stages. Like, yeah. But like Mac, Horton, Jack and I were all like racing. We'd get up at like five in the morning and sit on the wall bike for like three hours. <laughs> That's race. so sick. So like we did a lot of that and like it was great to have that cohesion, I guess, and that like social contact yep. between um, whilst that was all kind of happening. And we all had this like same feeling, but we didn't know how to describe it. Like mm. this feeling of like loss and disappointment, but also like, Oh, we got another year, but like, do we? And then it was like, yeah, a very confused state. So I think it was really good for people to like be together in that yeah. regard, be connected at yeah. least. Yeah. And yeah, so you just think that that we're sort of still feeling the effects of it with the timelines being pushed back and stuff. Yeah. So like, we had our world champs was meant to be in Fukuoka in 2022. Yep. But then Japan cancelled it and said we want it in 2023. So this year, yep. which is where it happened. Yeah. But the year before, that was that cancellation that got. Booked again in Budapest. Yeah. And then there's now, and then Doha was booked in for this year. So they had to find another place to put Doha. So they put in Feb next year. So next year was like, is the first year where there's a world championships and Olympics in the same year. Yeah, right. Crikey. So like a lot of people won't go to Doha. Because like, they'll be yeah, yeah, prepping like, for the I'm Olympics. not going Doha. I think yep. Australian team's like 20 people. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. US team's like maybe 15. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when normally they take a team of like, Close to 40. Yeah. Yeah, right. So how does this sort of work? So you got like your, your world champs, you got your comm games, Olympics. Is it Panfax as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so are they, you do one of those a year basically in a four-year cycle. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you'll do like uh, comm games every four years. Yeah. Uh, with a two-year difference from Olympics. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Panpax used to sit in the same year as comm games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Impacts. I don't know what will happen. Either same as Com Games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, and World Champs then sits everywhere else. Yeah, okay. Just fills in the rest. Yeah, it's quite crazy. And then you normally have two World Championships. So you have a long course, so a 50 meter pool, and a short course, or a 25 meter pool. Yeah. And in those years. So yeah. next year there's like a long course in Feb in Doha, and then mm. I don't even know where the short course one is, but it's at the end of the year. Yeah. And yeah. It's in Windsor. Yeah. Um, again. So like. There's two world championships and Olympics next year, which is that's wild. ridiculous. Actually, crazy. <laughs> and uh, sort of all those events, do they all uh, like sort of like do you qualify for the Olympics from swimming at the national champs? Like, is there a sort of like a step by step progression in the calendar, or is it just sort of this is on next year and whoever our best <laughs> swimmers are at the time we're going to send? Yeah. So each year you'll have a qualification event or benchmark yep. meet in Australia, mm. and that will then then you have to be top eight in the world to qualify for our national senior team. Yeah. If you're not, if for an individual spot. So then relays fill in the rest. But for the individual spot, you have to be top eight in the world, dictated by the last major championship. So yep. the year after the Olympics, it's normally a lot harder than next year. Yeah. Because world championships this year for my event was like, it got slower than the year before. Yeah. Like yeah, right. As top eight goes. Top like three were faster, but the the top yeah eight yeah the cutoff was, was yeah 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 so yeah it's like um that's how it works every year and you have to qualify yourself every single year yep um and then I guess like if you look at ranking of like what you want to look at in terms of like uh, caliber of events it's like Olympics yep. World Championships and then maybe Pan Packs and then maybe 
um, commies. Yeah. yeah commies right. is like a glory lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Soak it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember going um, to Com Games years when they had it at the Gold Coast and just like, I don't think I really spe- like paid much attention to it. Um, in previous years And I was like Holy shit We win so many gold medals here I was like Hang on There's a reason why It's the Commonwealth Games like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no America There's no China There's no Russia I was yeah. like Yeah that's, that's a fair chunk of the world That's just not rocking up <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, And then the UK gets split Yeah, as well. yeah. So like yeah. That Also just yeah. like All the relays Aussies like We dominate We don't dominate worlds But we're very competitive At yeah. like a world level And then you So are England yeah. So yeah. are the UK but as England and Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Scotland, <laughs> very different shit. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's great that this once again, this nation of twenty six million people <laughs> just seems to be so good with uh, with swimming as a sport. But uh, and we dominate some of those bigger nations. Is there like certain countries that you love to compete against and just well, beat them? I mean, like the Americans are always good to compete. Like, yeah, they have such big depth. But in breaststroke. There's a lot more depth in Japan. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So they had a guy in 2008 and 2004 yeah. who won back-to-back 100 and 200 breaststroke. Yeah. First guy and last guy ever to do it and probably will be the last guy ever to do it. Maybe maybe this new Chinese guy, we'll see yeah. what happens. But, um, yeah, like he's the first and last person to do it and, like, that kind of inspired their whole nation. So, like, yeah. That's their Ian Thorpe. Yeah. So like okay. their whole that whole generation. The kids are growing up being like, I want to do breaststroke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the depth is like insane. Crazy. Over there. Yeah, raw. Um so I guess Japan for my stroke. Um but like I don't know, like I always just I like competing and like that some of the Dutch guys are like legends, like Arno is awesome. Yeah. Like he was like the best Olympics for me, um, walking around because you do like a victory lap. He was like, take your fucking mask off. Like, this is your moment. You don't want yeah. a photo in a mask? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so sick. That's yeah. sick. So he was so nice about it. And, like, we remained really good friends since. So, yeah. yeah. Like, it's always good, but it's weird, like, competing against your mates, too. Like, yeah. At the same time. Um, like, yeah. It's interesting for sure. Yeah, I'd find that very difficult, um, particularly because I don't really take things seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Until you compete. You Until I compete, yeah. yeah. But, like, I imagine, yeah, being mates with someone and being like, I'm going to fucking smash you today it would be quite difficult, but also <laughs> rewarding afterwards. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. It would be so good. Um, Matt, you've obviously done a fair bit of travelling with the sport as well. Has there been anywhere in particular that you've really liked? I know we spoke about Birmingham off camera being <laughs> a wonderful place, but is there a country that stands out? Um. I mean, I liked the grit of Budapest. Like, yep. people will say they don't love Budapest, um, but I actually really liked the grittiness of it. Like, yep. it felt very uh, Eastern Europe without being too dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Japan's, like, always been close to my heart. Like, I've been there, like, I think 13 times or something yep. like that. Uh, yeah. Fuck, that's sick. So I've been there a lot, and I love it. Like, Tokyo is sick. Um, the US is always, like, Unbelievable to go to But yeah. I think Like Japan Europe Singapore was kind of cool Yeah For a visit Yeah <laughs> See um, Budapest would be pretty sick I mean like A place that has a song Written about them Yeah Can't be a bad <laughs> place at all um, I had a lot of fun in Budapest But there wasn't much Competing or athleticism <laughs> on display, so. Yeah I think if I was going to go To international waters to compete It would be against uh, People with piss drinking Yeah <laughs> um, Yeah but yeah, geez, thirteen times to Japan is crazy. I'm pretty. I've never been. My yeah, missus no. loves it, but everyone just raves about Japan. So it's so like, I guess, 
people are so polite to foreigners like that yeah like paris and france was sick especially that place where you stayed was like proper yep. france like it was like a tiny little town of like ten thousand. yeah so it was like no one spoke english so yeah. it was like yeah. we got fully immersed in the culture and that was cool but the stereotype sticks of like sometimes if that if you can't speak French, it's yeah, like they don't want to yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like Japan's not like that at all. Like they'll chase you down the street for like two cents if you leave it behind. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Those That's kind of things awesome. where it's just like you wouldn't nowhere else in the world. Yeah, hundred percent. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mate, speaking of Japan, uh, 2021, obviously competing at the Olympics, 100 and 200. In the 200, you won the gold and set the record. Talk us through that. How was that moment? I mean, yeah, like the 100 wasn't everything I wanted to. So yep. it was really like that. the reset of the three days between um, was interesting. So a couple of, like to take you back a little bit as well, like in Cairns, yep. I injured my groin yep. during mm. that, um, which was like touch and go. I wasn't swimming much breaststroke. I was training, like, freestyle with Jack McLaughlin, who was yep. silver in the 400. Um, and, like, I was like, fuck, like, this could be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, we got to the games. The 100 wasn't everything I wanted, but it was okay. Um, and then we got to the heat of the 200, and we're like, well, whatever happens, like, let's just go for it. Like, we've yep. gotten to this point. Got through the heat, the semi, and I was like, oh, fuck, like. And then I remember Jack, the moment that Jack came back with a silver medal, I was like, fuck, I really want that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I really yeah, want yeah. a medal here. Like, yeah, it was like this whole thing clicked, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, all right." And for me, like, I remember the I don't remember much of the race to be honest. Like, the actual race is pretty blank. Yeah. Mm. Um, but what I do remember is like walking out and looking down the pool, and like the end of the pool had like giant Olympic rings yeah. with like probably like thirty or forty full size TV cameras. Yeah, just all like looking straight down the pool. <sighs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Holy shit! Like, yeah. Yeah. But you're also like, fucking, this is sick. This is like, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, this is why we do it. Yeah. yeah, and then like, yeah, I remember diving in. My togs kind of like not sitting exactly right, and then being like, don't panic, and that's like it. Yeah, that's the whole. whole just thing. getting it done, and then touching the wall and being like, looking at the board and being like, did that actually just happen? Like, yeah, yeah, that and would be so sick. The next like, well, I guess I didn't really process it until we got to quarantine. Yeah. Because, like, we were racing morning finals. Yep. So we raced that morning and then got told as I, like, finished. I was like, I didn't want to tell you before you race, but you're racing the relay heat tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go to a press conference now. <laughs> 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 like, 
So I go back to the village at 2, leave back at 4 p.m. Oh, for, for the heat. You've just been buzzing too, like full of yeah. adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. It didn't hit me until I had a day off before the men's relay. So yep. that was the mixed mm. relay, um, which we got bronze in, which was also sick. Yeah. Yep. So it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and it, the day between that I had rest, I remember just like waking up at like 1 p.m. What is going on? Like, <laughs> What's going I'm on? so fucked. Like, um, but yeah, like it all kind of sunk in when I hit quarantine and like started going through messages and yep. being like, "Holy shit!" Like, like I did. I I I think the biggest takeaway for me was like I proved to myself that I could do something that I put my mind to. Yeah, yeah. And I think like all I wanted to do was have my best race in the Olympic final. And yep. like, if I didn't win, I wouldn't have been disappointed. Yeah. Ultimately, like, that's what, how it transpired. And I was, like, stoked that it all kind of clicked together. Yeah. And the puzzle fit. And, like, it was one of those moments I will, like, cherish forever. And, like, seeing – standing up on the podium and, like, looking and seeing, like, some of my best friends. And then my coach was, like, like – It's, yeah. It's yeah, euphoric. It's, it's just, awesome. Talked about the, the puzzle coming together. Like, it's not some, like, little kid's puzzle. It's a four-year, you know – COVID interrupted, like pretty crazy. So to be able to come away on top is um, pretty incredible. Yeah, it's just absolutely gnarly. Fuck, I can not imagine doing anything like that. How did you go containing your excitement uh, excitement in quarantine for two weeks? Because I would have been going mental. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, it was a lot of like phone calls and all that stuff. So that was like made it a bit easier. And then like I was with Arnie as well. Mm. She was like my neighbour. And then a couple of other of the boys. Just out on the balcony showing each other your medals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I mean, so it was kind of nice to be like, like Arnie and I kind of had a few conversations being like, did that actually just happen? Like, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Like we've been working yeah. our lives towards that and that has all just transpired and it was like really cool. And then as well, talked a lot to Emma about it as well. Um, mm. And I don't remember saying it like, but apparently I said to Emma, it doesn't change you. And yeah. that, then she went and won her first gold. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's on me. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so write that down. Yeah, yeah time but I was it. like, she, and she's like, I've been at events where she's like said that in front of people and I'm like, I don't remember saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take, like, it, yeah. take the claim for that for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. so but sick. Yeah, you talked about like the messages and stuff. It must have been so surreal. I remember the place I was working um, in the city when the Olympics were on, like we had double screens up in the office and all day, it was just Olympics on all day. I feel like the time difference mm. was like perfect yeah. for Australia. Like, I remember getting home and people were like, did you see this? I was like, dude, I literally watched everything that was on channel seven, <laughs> like, seven one and seven two. Yeah. I was at the start of the broadcast and the end, like it was yeah. fucking phenomenal. So it must've been cool to like really let it sink in how many people were yeah. watching and how much it meant to everyone. I think they had like 400 million streams. Yeah. Overall, which yeah. is like, I think insane. they tri- doubled the record or something. Yeah. Which was like insane. Yeah. That's um, uh, but yeah, unbelievable. Like it was insane. And like so many people that you don't even like you have from school and stuff like, yeah. you know, and they know you've been pursuing this and like whatever, but then for them to like recognize and say congrats, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. A lot of people come out of the woodwork as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think another cool message that I got was like, uh, the last Tokyo or the last person to win a gold medal in the turn of breaststroke was at the 1964 Olympics. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And he like texted me. It was like, big congrats. We'd love to shake your hand. That was oh, all he said. And I was like, fuck okay. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's game. Have you shaken shake his hand yet? No, he lives in Sydney. So hopefully next year Get when down, I go man. down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Be awesome, bro. And mate, sorry, Clutzy. No, you go. I was going to say off the back of that, uh, the 2022, uh, sorry, 
the 2022 Oz Day Honours, uh, you're awarded the Medal of the Order of Australia for your effort to the Olympics. Talk us through that. How was that? Yeah, it's pretty cool, like, to have OAM yeah. next to your name. Like, yeah. it's something I never thought I would have. Like, I was like, oh, that's for, like, you know, people that actually do something important. But, yeah. you know, like, I think, yeah, it makes you feel special and, like, you go to government house and stuff and yeah. you get presented your pin and um, your medal and it's very cool to, like, have that and have that recognition from your country i think yeah um, yeah and that's really cool and i think i haven't really done anything with it like <laughs> i don't know what to do with it yeah like, yeah yeah um, but still but yeah like it's very humbling to be honest like it's, it's cool yeah quite a cool thing to get we also were looking through a little goodie bag you had that you bought in and um there was one thing that you pulled out and showed us <laughs> that you said was probably the coolest thing you've ever received <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners a bit, little bit about that yeah so after the olympics like you get a lot of people hitting you up for like uh do you want some of this stuff and a lot of it's like whatever like sure um but the probably the coolest thing i got was like a bundy rum with my name on it <laughs> and my own blend like a gold medal blend yeah. so that sick. is elite <laughs> so so sick honestly like you can get all the accolades in the world <laughs> but if bundy rum who's a billion dollar company <laughs> that sells 56 percent of its rum to this great state of queensland recognizes you that's just yeah. Fuck Yeah That is absolute goals man Like yep. I think I've now got like a new thing That I need In my life And that's for Bundaberg Rum To call me up one day And go <laughs> Hey bruv We got this for you Which I don't think I'll ever do I was anything say, I like think you got a long way to go Yeah mate. I know But look at least I've got something to aspire to now Yeah exactly <laughs> right. you got a goal Something to aim yeah. towards Yeah Fucking oath <laughs> um, When I was doing a bit of research On you mate as well Um we would have said it in the intro, but just going to double check. I believe at one point in 2022, you were the Commonwealth Olympic and World Champs um, winner in the same event. And yeah. you all, just you and Emma were the only ones in Australia to have done that at that time. Yeah. So like at that current time. So Kaylee and I. Yeah. So Kaylee McEwen, the backstroker. Yeah. Um, were the only ones to hold the Olympic title, world record. Commonwealth Championship, like so Commonwealth Gold yeah. and World Championship Gold in the same event. That's crazy. And both of us did it. Well, so I'm the last, the first male since Hacky. Yeah. So since 2009, I think he did it. Far out. Um, so yeah, like, and Kaylee's gone on to break another couple of world records. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And mine's been broken, but like, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so I was the first male since Hacky to do it and Kaylee was like, I think she's the first backstroker to ever do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it was like a weird like no, I didn't realize like kind of what was happening, and then like our media manager for Sydney Australia like tapped me on the shoulder, was like, you know, you're like this, and I was like, what? <laughs> and you know what? Like, I I don't think it gets spoken about enough. That is a massive achievement. Like, yeah. that is Appreciate so that. fucking cool to be in the same conversation as Grant Hackett mm. for that. Is just incredible, man. Like that's massive props here for that. Appreciate that, yeah. Um, fucking hell, that's so. <laughs> sick. I didn't realize it was with Grant Hackett as well. That is yeah, mad. Yeah. Like, just Grant Hackett. No I, I, yeah, yeah, I know. I suppose like to be put in that sort of esteem is ridiculous. Like we've had a lot of good swimmers over the years, but it just goes to show like the elite sort of company you're in, and you are one of our elite swimmers of all time. Which is so sick. Very sick. Um, what's next? What are, what's what's on the agenda? I mean, Paris, twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's the the big next thing. Obviously, that's seven months away now. So yeah, we have our trials in June, and then like, if we get if you 
you get picked, you three. I think it's three days, and then we leave for yep. France, and yep. then it'll be like a six, seven week tour. Yeah, um, and then Olympics. God, it's crazy. It feels like the yeah. Olympics were just on, and yep. they'll be on again next year. I suppose because they're we're like almost a year later yeah. or whatever, but yeah. still, like um, that is still mental. Yeah. Um, you did say you had the world record. Unfortunately, <laughs> got broken. Yeah. Are you going to be taking it back? Hopefully, I mean, yeah. I think like there's definitely more in that event. Yeah, I think like I was the first guy to go two hundred five, and then there's now one other guy, and like both of us. I, I don't know how many times he's been two hundred six, but I've been two hundred six a lot. So I feel like I can definitely. There's a lot more in the event, yeah. and there's yeah. a lot more to play with. Um, so I think for me, like that's probably what I'm most excited about. Like, yeah, you just said like uh, you know you did all that. 2022 and i'm like yeah exactly like yeah like i can i could safely like retire tomorrow and be like i'm happy with what i did in the sport mm. but i'm not like content like, yeah is, is what i'd say like more, more in the tank still itching for more and i think like i want to take the two breasts to somewhere where people don't necessarily think possible and i think like 200 breaststroke is one of those events where like i think like you know the men's turn of free is starting to see some cracks in terms of like people pushing that boundary um, the men's 400 free as well, like records that are like, you know, as old as Thorpey. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, very old world records. Mm. Um, and then like the men's 400 IM as well, like a Phelps record that no one ever thought would get broken. And then yeah. a guy this year comes along and smashes it by yeah. a couple of seconds. So it's like, holy. Pretty crazy. So I think like that's where I'd love to take the two breasts. Whether we get there or not doesn't, doesn't bother me that much. But yeah. I still want to continue swimming and continue trying. Yep. Yeah, but that's sort of the motivation. I love that. Are you still going to be going around in 2032 for the Brisbane Olympics? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be 33 and yeah. I'm like, I, like, could be there well and truly, but I think like, I think swimming uh, physically, I think, isn't too demanding. Or yep. Too like... Um, Compared to like running on your joints yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> reading Ned Brockman's book, I'm like, you are a psycho. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 100%. I like I push myself through pain, but not fucking that. Like, yeah, it's different. Um, yeah. And but like, I mean, definitely could get there physically, but I think mentally, like, I think I'll be wanting to move on with my life. Yeah. Um, before then, but we'll see how Paris goes, and then hopefully, buddy, Com Games happens in 2026. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be like a nice if it was on the Gold Coast. It'd be nice. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. But. LA is only just around the corner, so that's always like you'll be tempted by that for sure. But yeah. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good time. Yeah. American Olympics sounds unreal. Like, yeah. yeah. The Paris Olympics sounds like they're doing the opening ceremony on the river. The uh, swimming's in a rugby stadium. That's sick. Oh, yeah. what? How are they doing that? Bringing like a drop-in pool, drop basically. In pool. So yeah. imagine like a swimming at carnival at Suncorp. Fuck. <laughs> That'd be so That'd be sick. elite. <laughs> imagine the sort of people that you get rocking up as well. Like, oh. imagine, yeah. Let's say that you get a Broncos crowd rocking up <laughs> to cheer Cats you and just on. Pump it, like, I feel sorry for anyone from a foreign country. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when Origin's on and everyone <laughs> yeah. steams down for kickoff, it'd be like, oh, the 200 breasts about to kick yeah. off. The fucking mainline. Yeah. New there, South like. Wales thought that they got the most hostile reception. <laughs> yeah. but hello, China. Hello, America. Yeah. You guys are in for something Good else. Good fucking luck. Yeah. I mean, no. this year was wild. Like they dropped a pool into Fukuoka. So like yep. in Fukuoka, it was a convention center. Mm. Yeah. So like That's imagine like the Brisbane South Convention Bay. Center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like with a pool inside. Yeah. God, imagine a little lake. 
be so That's what starved. I was thinking, the, the, the amount of water that would be yeah. in there, like it would cause some serious damage if something like, happened. They had a mini pool, the uh, the recent sevens, and the um, yeah. Australian women's <laughs> sevens team and the men's Argentinian team jumped yeah. in and the pool broke. Yeah. The amount of Carnage. water yeah. that was on that field and how quickly it And that was as rose. big as that couch, not a 50-meter yeah, exactly. Olympic pool. Like, Imagine that. would be in serious that. trouble. Well. I'm assuming they'd be doing the diving and everything in there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they'll do... Uh, water polo, I think, and the synchro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and then I think the diving happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Because they need a deeper pool. I'm, I'm sure. I'm so pumped just to like, obviously, <laughs> might shock people, but never been in, in and around Olympics ever. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty keen to see <laughs> how the city comes to life. Or again, yeah. we'll be what? How will we be in 2032? Fucking. Ah, uh, well, what? <laughs> 39, nearly 40. We would have just. Well, that'd be 20 years out of school. 37? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't even know. 37? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. be pretty. Probably balding with a couple of kids. Yeah. My missus can put up with me. Yeah. Um, They're putting yeah. it in Roma Street, the pool. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And that's that'd be, be good. like a basketball precinct or something yeah. as well. I'm yeah. so keen to see all these new precincts that I'm like, possibly never go. Because yeah. I never go to anything. Yeah. I've rocked up to Suncorp and the Gabba a few times, but there's no way I'm going out to Buddy Springfield for the AFL. Nah, no way. All that no. sort of shit. It'll be wild though. Like, yeah. So like you went to Com Games and it was, yeah. that's like, I think there's 10,000 in the village or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe 5,000, I don't know. But there's not that, there's like yeah. about, it's about the 10th of its size. Holy. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's crazy. Just to put it in, like, uh, yeah. Hopefully Brisbane gets ready for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's what yeah. scares me because like, I don't know, like the Tokyo Village was probably about 20 high rises. Yeah. yeah. Far out. Because like, oh. the, the Gold Coast Com Games Village is now like student accommodation and oh, you drive it? past it when you go into Southport on that left oh, hand side. It's like multicolored. Fucking building, so weird walking into yeah. the Woolies, and it used to be like the dining hall. And you're like, try. <laughs> 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 I never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah that's so, so weird. Uh, mate, just to finish off, do you have anything else, Clutzy? Before we get into these no, questions, no. we get we got a few questions that Clutz, the big fellas, put together. Um, what's your go-to pre-race song? Oh, it changes a lot. I've, this year was a lot of Fred again. Yeah, nice. Just like, Respect. Yeah, yeah. Full, full blast. Just yeah, pump up, but. Uh, in previous years, there's been a lot of Kanye. Yeah. Cancel culture, love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, all of the lights would get a big run. Yeah. Um, that was always more, like, we always <laughs> used to, when I was sitting in the sheds in uh, in the seconds rugby, all oh. the lights would come on a lot. It was yeah. great. I was picturing you sixth grade on Friday night, <laughs> running out at Yohu Road. Uh, well, yeah, we get a bit of that now. <laughs> we get a bit of that, but that's not in my own head. That's just for everyone to enjoy now. Yeah. Like a uh, whole lot of love, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's sick. Um, so you said you like your Fred again, so you're into your EDM music a bit? A little bit. A little bit? Uh, would you say he's your favourite DJ then? I mean... I love old school flume. Yeah. 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 yeah when he was nice. like doing stuff with Chet Faker, that was yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah, that was I, sick. I don't love his new stuff. He's scat. He's in like Antarctica at the moment. Yeah, one of our mates sent something the other day and was like, oh, this is a bit odd, which I looked at it and was like, you know what? Given the man now, not that odd. But yeah. he's sitting in a boat floating through Antarctica with all these people asleep around him and they're just DJing. He's just playing just like playing weird music, noises like and really shit. Really weird, yeah. like soft EDM song. Probably not what you want before you're about to go out and break a world record. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Mate, if you had to have a death row meal, what would it be? What are you choosing? Oh, ribeye steak with roast potatoes. 
Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a man who's thought about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no hesitation. That's no what hesitation. quarantine does to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere like in particular, like any steakhouse or anything you go to or just anywhere? I mean, I've been to SK a couple of times. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, but I just love cooking it myself, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. nice. Like a charcoal barbecue. Can't go wrong. Yeah, oh, now I'm hungry. We had steak for dinner last night. Yeah, as well. we did. I, I think I could have steak for dinner every night. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> good. Do yeah. you go any sauce with it or nah. salt no. and pepper? That's yeah, it. yeah. Purist, the yeah. purist. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite sport outside of swimming? I mean, I've definitely gotten more into cricket and golf. Yeah, yeah. like I think. Watching Ashes live at the Gabba, yeah, yeah, last time was yeah, pretty fucking. It's an experience, hey. I don't, I don't think it matters what um, venue you're at. An Ashes cricket match is the best. Yeah, yeah. day so one was good. fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, the pinnacle. Do you have like who do you consider like the goat of your cricket? Then like who's your big fan of Nathan Lyon? Yeah, yeah. he's sick. Like yeah. yeah. Awesome he's 500th wicket as well. Like. Yeah. Right, which is pretty oh, – I was looking into that the other day. I think he said, they said he's the fourth spinner in the history of the game to get 500 test wickets. Wow. So it's like him, Murulithian, um, one of the Indian fellas. Shane Warne. Shane Warne. Yeah. Which is fucked. Esteemed, very esteemed company. Yeah, very, very good. Um, if you weren't swimming, what would you be doing? Oh, I think I would have probably pursued water polo a bit more. Yeah. yeah? Um, I always loved sports, so like – Water polo was an easy choice second. Um, yeah. But I think, like, I love helping others. Like, I think yeah. that's deeply rooted in me and probably what I'll do after swimming. And, like, I think take, like, kind of what I've learned in the high-performance space yeah. and, like, that high-performance drive into a practical sense of, like, business world and yep. those kind of things. So I think that's what I'll do after swimming and probably what I would have dabbled into. So, yeah. Like, yeah. that whole psych side of things, like, I love that shit. Like, yeah. So... So interesting. Yeah, that's fucking so sick. You yeah. probably would have been like rubbed shoulders with some people, obviously with similar sort of ways of thinking and working. So for sure, definitely yeah, plenty yeah. of experience in that. Who do you reckon, this is not on the list, but who do you reckon is like the most famous person or most hectic person you've sort of like rubbed shoulders with, had a conversation with or? Obviously like Cody, like I've spent a yeah. fair bit of time yeah, with yeah, Cody, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is rogue as because you're like, oh, you dated like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, yeah, true. true. And I'm like, like, there's one degree of separation now between yeah. me and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. like, that's wild. Yeah. And like, you know, like he posted he posted an old photo he had yesterday of like him and Travis Scott and you're like, dude, what? what? Yeah. I have your phone number. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. So that is we're now one step closer to Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> yeah. So like he used to obviously one, but I mean Darren Lockyer recognised me in an elevator. That's sick. That is awesome. And I was like, fuck, this is sick. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is so elite. Like you grow up with like watching him and then he like goes in the elevator. He's like, oh, how's swimming going? You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That like, is I think you tell Darcy cool. Shrine not to like squeal right there. Yeah, 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 that's my dream. That's that little boy's dream. Even if he said that to me, how's swimming going? I'd claim it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know you think I am, but really well. <laughs> yeah, you probably got, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Um, and last question. What's the best advice you've been given? Um, the best advice the Olympics was take it all in, like take yeah. as much as you can in. Yeah. And that was like by my roomie, Mac Orton, and like, you know, we've been very close before that and very close after that. And I remember like sitting with him like in bed next to him and he was like, I was like, what do you wish you took out of Rio? And he was like, I wish I just remembered more. Yeah. And, like, that took mm. me to like, um, I'd take a photo at least a day and like yeah. 
glue it into a book and like wrote all that's about it. So I have this like A5 book that's like full of photos and full of like memories and it's like shit I don't remember because like yeah. I'll sometimes go back and just like look at it and be like, yeah. It's like some of the things that seem some of the things that seem insignificant during the day. You look back like holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, like the spit test and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was normal when we were there, but like now you're like, what? You'd be like telling your kids about that one day, and they'll be like, what the fuck are you even talking about? It must be sick as well to have like some of the older, more experienced people in the camp around you. Like, um, does that help with going into those sort of situations and things like that? Absolutely. Like, I think I can definitely attribute part of my gold medal to Mark. Like, yeah. Absolutely, like, rooming with him and him having me, th- like, having my back through that whole experience was, like, you know, he just backed me and gave me confidence the whole way through but also knew me well enough to be, like, oh, he doesn't need talking to you right now or, like, we need to talk about not swimming. Yeah. Um, so, like, and that whole group we had in our apartment was so sick. Like, yeah. Mm. You know, it was, like, from him, Cam, uh, Jack McLaughlin, Tommy Neal and Dave Morgan and, like, you know, Half of them had medaled the Olympics already. Yeah. So it was like yeah, sick. sick to just like be around that group. Um, and then, you know, I think rooming with Mac as well was a whole nother level. Yeah. But I'll tell you a funny story about the village. Yeah. Our beds were made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. So like the whole like green Olympics, right? Like, oh. So everything in the village was meant to be recycled. Yeah. Like down to every water bottle, everything. And they even had like hydrogen power plant i don't know on the village in yeah the village. yeah they were meant to be powering part of the village and we got there and it's quite dry with all the air con on because it's so fucking hot yeah so mac brought his humidifier yeah so it was like sick like i get to benefit from this yeah, yeah 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 first day it cracked on the flight <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no the first day we just tape it up it'll be right and then the first day like the whole floor is like this much water like <laughs> And his bed's just collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> this is day one of 14. Like, we're like, fuck. <laughs> Who do you bring? Can I get another cardboard box, yeah, please, for like, my bed? There is a number you call, but, like, this is like, man, this is comical. Like, yeah. Yeah, the cardboard bed that they're talking about being green and you just destroyed it. <laughs> With your humidifier, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Uh, mate, just to finish off, we occasionally on our podcast do what we call last man standing, where basically... We're going to rank different types of beers and we want you to basically figure out which one's the best. So, for example, the first one's going to be the mid-season break beer and we'll give you another one. Yeah. Pick one and the winner stays on essentially until we find the ultimate beer. Yeah. So, do you want to lead this one off, Clutzy? Yeah, righto. So, we're going to go the mid-season break beer and the end-of-season break beer. End of season. Yeah. End of season. <laughs> of season. Nice. Do you normally get like much of a break? Like, do you, do nah, you get time so off here? We'll have like, I guess, typically a block is 16 weeks. Yep. Um, but typically, like typically 16 weeks, but it can last, like last year was fucked. It was like January till September. Yeah, like, shit. Like, didn't have a break till. Oh. We had a break kind of at Worlds, but like, yeah. that one went hard because we had com games in four weeks. Yeah. So like, so yeah. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like you don't really get a mid-season Much break. Time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, so end of season break. Uh, yeah. End of season break beer versus the airport beer. Oh, airport going home beer is pretty good. Yeah. Especially when you got a gold medal. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, all right, that airport beer or a shower beer? Airport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's hard to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, yeah. airport beer or the Olympic Games village beer? 
Olympic Games Village for sure. <laughs> yeah. On AOC as well. As well. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Uh, so have we got the village beer or the post training beer? Village. Yeah. Village. village beer or a beer with the boys? Oh. Beer with the boys, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Add a few bucks as you hear. It's yeah. Been, it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. I'm so, we're going to have a lot coming up. I yeah. think every bloke, since we went to this wedding earlier this year, most of the blokes in our friendship group <laughs> have just been dropping. Yeah. It's, it's like, great. how fun are weddings? It's just like, all yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I remember you how saying, actually, weddings. we were there in the Gold Coast <laughs> hinterland fun. and Darcy's there and he's like, more people need to get married because this is Fucking sick. <laughs> so we'll hurry up, man. It's <laughs> um, all right, the last one. So we got the beer with the boys or a post win beer. Beer with the boys. Beer with yeah. the boys. Can't He's one of the boys. <laughs> Can't beat a beer with the boys. That's what we're hearing. Mate, um, thank you very much for coming in and joining us. Um, this is sort of like our first proper sports interview, I guess. Yeah. So we're stoked to have you um, and all the best for the Olympics next year. Um, hopefully you can have a few more beers with the boys and gold medal beers as well. Hopefully. Thanks for having me. Boys. No worries. Thank you. Fucking nice. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Clutzy, have you heard about the brand new way to make money? No. Do you want to hear about it? Yes, please tell me more. It's a foolproof method. Foolproof? Yeah, foolproof, yeah. Foolproof is the yeah. word I'm looking for, method. Uh, it's called going to dominoes.com.au and entering the, the code BBB2DL and getting two pizzas and two sides from $25 delivered. Oh, so you're basically getting it for free. You're basically getting it for free. You're basically making money at that price. They're giving it away. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I haven't done it before. It's one of the fucking simplest life hacks I've ever I've ever come across in my life. Uh, do you want to tell the lovely people about their brand new pizza, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh my God, yes I do. The Philly cheesesteak. Now, for those who don't know what a Philly cheesesteak is, it's this glorious thing on a bun usually with uh, a bunch of nicely finely chopped up meat and just uh, capsicum peppers and cheese and Domino's have just gone wow we've heard klutzy talk about philly cheesesteaks way too many times so we've chucked it on a pizza so the big fella can just keep eating and eating and eating them. i've seen klutzy get very very excited over food plenty of times but i've never <laughs> seen him get as excited and as animated as the first time he tried the philly cheesesteak pizza so if you're out and about this weekend and you need your pizza fixed make sure you go to domino's uh try the philly cheesesteak pizza there's a host of codes which are pinned on our instagram and in our facebook group to give you a cheeky little discount too uh, plenty of different bundles, so check them out. And thank you to Domino's for supporting the show this week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.